right, everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me, as always, is none other than my co-host, Avera. Hello! Well, hello, everyone. I hope you are having a fantastic night and or morning, wherever you are in the world, and I'm looking forward to a fantastic show tonight. Hell yeah! You know it. Mm-hmm. Next on the show, is it a bird or is it no? Is it something new we haven't seen before? No, it's no, our interim it's host, bird. Noble. He's bird. Very warm. Wow, dude, I- I'm loving that new icon. Really cool. That is that. What, what kind of bird is that? It's a griffin from Second Life. Oh, incredible. Yo, check that out, guys. That's cool. I bought it as a Christmas present. It was like $30. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice. It's worth it, by all means. And next on the show, we're pleased to have Beowulf. Back of all trades, master of absolutely nothing. I return again. Again and again. And again and again and again. And again. And that's why we <laughs> oh, love having Great you. to see you. And next on the show, joining us for the first time, we have Cetacean Lover 23. Fuck the Dodgers. You know, finally, oh. funny enough, I was actually thinking of titling, you know, titling this episode Dodger for completely unrelated reasons compared to what you were, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, um, um, fuck the Dodgers, the baseball team, because I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that way, that oh. works. And fuck the Yankees too. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! There, I agree. Let's go Mets. <laughs> <laughs> now, fuck the Mets too. I'm a Cubs. No, fan. fuck you, yo. The Mets are great. Get real. Are you sure you're a Cubs fan? Because they did that in the whole Back to the Future shindig. They got they got the year off by one. Cubs won yeah, in twenty sixteen. The movie predicted twenty fifteen. Yeah, I remember that. Had a had a mate in uni who basically made a ton of money out of it. <laughs> Damn. I digress though. I got a puck to the face the other day playing hockey. Wow. Ooh, Canadian. No, I'm Russian. I was born in Russia. Ah. Oh. Ah, I can't speak, read, write, or understand Russian, dude. Oh, okay. Well, Re- Russian's cool, though. All right, whatever. Anyway, uh, citation. So, because th- this is your first time on the show, please uh, just tell us something ab- about yourself, about your fursona, um, any hobbies, interests you have, you know, something like that, some introduction. Well, I don't have a um, persona yet. In fact, uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm not really in any hurry to make one right now because A, I'm busy, and C, I have other shit to do um, right now, so not really thinking about it. Okay. But uh, um, some hobbies, I I like to, um, uh, if you don't see the the horse or or, or mule in the picture there is, uh, is my mule. I like to hang out with her every once in a while, go take her for a walk, maybe play some ice hockey, watch baseball, watch hockey. Um, 
collect old technology because I hate new technology for the most part. Same. Wow, yeah. that that's really cool. So, so, so you you, you like uh, work with horses and stuff? Like, do you have a farm or like, or like a ranch or something? I don't have a ranch. Um, but um, my mule here is at a uh, boarding ranch, so I don't own it, but I do pay. Um, uh, um, to have her there. Wow, cool. All right, man. Right on. I'm surprised I haven't gone bankrupt. I'm, uh, I'm owning her yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it could be probably expensive. Yeah. All right. So let's get started with what we've got for the week, and it's going to be pretty crazy. So it's this time of year, and, you know, there's a day that's coming right up in the air. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know you may have mixed up, you know, everyone has an opinion about that day, what it means we just, uh, but we've got something to show you that's going to spice up Valentine's Day. Yeah. Indian curry or, uh, you know, something from another nation or whatever. Oh, this is from the New York Post. It says, uh, raunchy new quote-unquote furry toys released just in time for Valentine's Day. That guy's uh check this out. <laughs> this is some uh some cursed looking plushies that they're trying to uh promote. Yeah. I need bleach now. <laughs> Those this, like yeah, you definitely do. This, this Those is looks from like the something build. that I can use for like for like target practice at the shooting range or something. That's a good yeah. idea. And this is based and this is pretty cursed even for that. That were made by the Build a Bear workshop. Oh, fuck that place. The, that one's more subtle about it. The other one's just like, here you no. go. <laughs> well, the the images that, that they're portraying on this article are quite creepy. It says mainstream companies are launching sexy new merchandise seemingly marketed towards the furry subculture just in time for Valentine's Day. No, I don't think so. I... I this is just fucking weird, to be honest. This is just nightmare-inducing. I, I um, think I, it was just... <laughs> someone didn't get the memo, and yeah. And then, yeah. Well, well, let's see what they say about this. It said, is for real? Mainstream companies are launching sexy new merchandise. All right, marketing towards the furry fandom. Uh, furries are an anthropomorphic community whose members sometimes dress up as animals at conventions. Or who have a special persona, in quotes, uh, with whom they connect. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, but... And here's where I want to get to it, though. No doubt, some furries are thrilled that Build-A-Bear, which has been mm. selling soft teddies for children since 1997, has now developed a raunchy range of after-dark bears for adults ahead of February 14th. Oh, who goodness. Said, who said stuffed animals were just for the kids? Why should they get to have all the fun? Oh, goodness. Apparently, it's got something for everyone, this new gift set. Yeah, so, I'm assuming Peter is going to be writing a letter to Build-A-Bear asking them not to use real animal fur when making furry plushies. That's probably going to be a thing, too. I, I, you know, I just wouldn't to piss be surprised them off. if they already Let's did use real that fur. many years ago. But, but the, the fact that somebody recognized that this was catering to furries, I think is very interesting when it comes to the whole idea of furry being mainstream, right? So, like, this whole stuffed animal thing, they're like, oh, well, furries are going to be into this. Well, 
I guess they no. were correct. No, no, they are though, because like we're talking about it right now. Like that's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to get one. It seems, it seems really interesting with the fact that this this is coming from a fairly large news corporation mm. posting about yeah. furries, which I mean usually is done in a harmful light because they try to give whatever light they can, usually not a good light. And then they do this, and it's like, wait, you're advertising for furries now? Excuse me? Yeah, well, th the thing is, it, it used to be, like, as you said, you know, a very negative connotation, like what the mainstream media used to portray us as. But now that it's become more popular, more mainstream, more, you know, monetization ready... These companies are like, hmm, we, we can cater to furries because furries will pay a bunch of money for some stupid crap that they don't need. <laughs> and I feel like they're just kind of pandering to us at this point, especially the fact that they, they literally said this is like for furries, you know? Yeah, but also, <laughs> I mean, like, I think they're trying to capitalize on that element of Valentine's Day. That's true. That's very true. The whole well, holiday scam, yeah. And I feel that the fact that there's been like four furry movies and well, last not just six that, months. but rather the whole, you know, the more spicier side of Valentine's Day. Furry it's not a secret what furries do at cons. Let's let's be frank. Oh whoa, furry. yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I dare that you assume my name. I'm not articles in the cities that it's held in. Furry's been pulled out of the obscure and more into the daylight, kicking and screaming. So seeing something like this is like, eh. I mean, it's ugly looking as fuck, but eh. I mean, it I, could I, be worse. I, I don't okay. you know. What? Okay. Okay. No, it is worse. And I just want to say, you, Citation, you're right. It could be worse because we're going to continue on reading this little article because it's going to be worse. And you, you hit that. So there's another company out there. Bark box that's selling dark products, dog products, services, and experiences has gone one step further, creating bark after dark, a, a range of unintentionally spicy dog toys designed clearly to appeal to furries. And here is their the, this collection. Oh, jeez. Yep. Is, is that Gumball sure right there? What the hell am I looking at here? This is Bark Shop's Bark After Dark collection, and there's some. These look like dog toys, honestly. It looks well, like that's what, yeah. they, that's what they make. They make dog toys, but they're specifically pondering to furries with them. I don't know of a single um I don't know of a single dog that's in the furry fandom. If there are any, please tell me. Um, excuse me, I'm a dog. I'm literally candy corn canine. And I would love about to get real... one of these plushies that would like squeak. I'm talking and I would about a, I'm talking about a real dog, not a trans dog like you. Are you assuming my species? Are <laughs> yes, you being trans? What are you going to do species? about it? <laughs> yes, I yeah, am. Deal with it. No, man. Uh, I'm saying like yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. Even even <laughs> dogs would love this. Like, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like All dogs, right, of bitches, course, bitches, would love this. Shit. Please, bitches, well, of uh, course, take this outside. Or we can, you know, get <laughs> yeah, on to the program. I'll get my spray bottle if I have to. Arf, arf, arf. All right. So <clears throat> in this collection, they've released the Bark Box, you know, has released this item, a new one called Murray the Furry. 
Why does it have those huge ass golden teeth? Because it's a freaking plushie that wears a fursuit. I oh or maybe a fursuiter that has a plushie. I don't know, man. It's mean, creepy looking. This seems oddly specifically designed. So yes, I kind of have a feeling it, someone on staff is getting made fun it's of. Made, look at this. Oh god, it, oh, no, it, it, it is it, it literally is a oh god. There's like <laughs> an internal and external thing. It's yes, like some I, naked woman. It's it's a plushie that wears a fursuit. Oh, I don't like that. Is that is that someone who's got like dwarfism or something? Wait, so is this supposed to be marketed to dogs? Are are they supposed to like it's... rip off the costume and like eat the human? Like what the, what's I, happening here? I don't know, and I'm concerned. Why are there? Why is it two separate pieces though? Like that's the weird shit about this. Like what? Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's a plushie. Fifteen dollars, though. That's a, actually a cheap dog toy if it's made. Any it it, it is. Yeah. US dollars. Yeah, considering it, it's like those two different things. Like the squeaky ropes toys that are supposed to last forever are like fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. It's like forty-five, fifty-five bucks. Yeah. yeah. And this one for fifteen, it's like a little human plushie inside of a costume. Yeah, it's like uh, this. This I don't know how to feel about this because this is really creepy. <laughs> it's so weird, imagine, man. I can imagine people buying that plushie and just keeping it on them sh on their shelf to sell it like ten years later. Just yeah, just keep it in the packaging and everything else, and just sell it a lot a long time later after. Like, it's become some rare commodity. If I were to ever get that thing, for whatever reason, that thing is either A, going to the shooting range, B, going in the fire pit, or C, both. I think all of those options are completely valid, and I would also like to do that as well. <laughs> Why well, not just well, that... it in vodka and well, burn it, sacrificing it to the gods? Well, Yo, that burn or... that shit! That, well, that or I'll have my mule here sodomize it. That's also a third option, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would not want to give this to my dog because I, I would be worried about them like tearing the costume off and like choking on it. And then you have like the human plushie with like the head and shit. There's just like shown there on the kitchen floor and your dog is like, like just trying to eat it. That'd be weird. Especially the maybe, dogs maybe that, that don't know bucks. what. Especially the dogs that don't know when or, or don't know what to eat and what not to eat. <laughs> I think it would probably just hump it. Well, knowing dogs, yeah, yeah. So what do you guys <laughs> oh think of all this? Was it really a curse? Do you think it's really such a curse that these companies go on? have to do this and try to go down this route. Well, uh, considering that, that, that they make it... it such a low price, I feel like they probably did make a lot of sales. Like, hey, it's only $15, you know, go for it. And then they don't care about the consequences or, like, whatever happens. 
afterwards. You know, you know, it's so funny. I think it's it's also great that because they're being a bit cheeky about what furries really, really, really are, despite the fact that you know furries and are just so they're just trying to keep that thing on the down low. When in fact, you know, come on, let's be honest. It's no secret that you know deep down. You know. Oh no! Do you think this is some kind of like secret, like propaganda conspiracy where they're trying to train animals to hate furries and rip their fursuits off their human bodies and just like devour them? Well, if you remember the the whole you know the build a bear thing, was that that yeah. was especially themed for that the raunchier side of Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're forgetting, though, that bears and that have been used for Valentine's gifts for a long time were like plushies and that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what <clears throat> are they trying to get at here by releasing these things? Not sure. I guess just monetary reasons, trying to pander, as or they basically, do. basically, you know, tell furries, you know, get out there and be open about all the sexy times you have. Well, to be honest, uh, was, no. Why wouldn't a company take advantage of this sort of thing anyway? I mean, it's not exactly new. It's a yeah, market I mean, that's generally untapped, at least commercially. Outside of movies, yeah. I mean, and also, it's not like you have a small audience. You, the that article references. There's at least a quarter. There's at least a quarter million furries in the United States. Because it, it talks about the United States market. Basically, right. So, that so that is like, a. Subs- it's not like it's a small market. You you could theoretically have a large market asset. There. That that's a very good point. Uh, there is a substantial market of furries in the United States specifically, but um, I would say overall, I feel like there's less than one million furries in the entire globe. The vast majority are in the United States. In Europe and I would say East Asia, like Japan and Australia and yeah, stuff like Canada's that. Canada's got a good chunk too. Let's not forget. I mean, so oh, it, they do. They, they have Vancouver million. stuff like that. No, I, I, I think it, it's way less than a million, dude. Honestly, yeah. I think the vast majority, like it's probably around six hundred thousand furries at most in the entire world. Yeah, but I mean, I don't you know you about that. that. I think if so. You sold to let's say a sixth of those one of those mer one of those furry thing toys for a dog their dog or whatever i mean that that's still a million dollars that's a lot yeah for sure it, it's not like it, that your market is microscopic you you're you're dealing with people who have ridiculous amounts of wealth that they like to throw around at random things or, that they find interesting. It's Bad that dragon. disposable income. Possibly. Alright. I mean, being what it is though, it's... <laughs> I guess it's just them seeing a capital opportunity to capitalize on that side of the market. Would <laughs> I ever buy one of those? Mm, no. But yeah, I'd boy. Be scared. I'd have nightmares. I probably wouldn't either. I think yeah. I'll save my money um, for 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 like a um, I don't know another Walkman or something. Definitely. Yeah, there you so, go. Next thing on the 
next thing on the docket, something that's been irking us for quite some time, is the Lord of the Rings. Is it an update for the Lord of the Rings? And I just want to start with this statement. We was elves and we held the reins of power. I will admit right now, I know absolutely nothing about the Lord of the Rings. I How in the early. bonkers? I, I mean... Wait. I watched um, the movies uh, growing up with my with my family, but mm. I was hardly paying attention. Damn, you know, Lord of the Rings is like a classic, like the fantasy bar that every other fantasy is like held to. And they they take draw their inspiration from. Now I guess. Oh yeah. You know, when you were young, you know, like you tend to skip over a lot of the finer finer details and everything and the elements. I get that. Completely fine. But now, in this modern era, Amazon's releasing a new series, you know, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And what's irksome about this is, is just the way that they're handling this. So now, like, I want to start with this. In this modern era of woke Hollywood, <clears throat> Prime Video's Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, executive Lindsay Weber explained in a published Vanity Fair that the show altered and race swapped multiple characters in order to quote unquote reflect what the world actually looks like. What? What time period does this take place in? This is in the Second Age in Middle Earth. And you must, you know, you must realize that Lord of the Rings is a, you know, is a work of fiction that's completely detached, you know, it's completely detached from matters of the real world. Have they been making their own shit up? They they took some quote-unquote creative liberty when they were using some of the source material and then trying to like recreate some storylines for the Second Age in this new series. Yeah, that's what they're doing. So someone who's really not interested in watching it anyway, um, I'm assuming they've gone woke... Uh, and inverted themselves about a dozen times. They did, and and here's the thing, um, I'm not sure if, if you saw like the original Lord of the Rings movies back in like 2000, you know, 2001, 2002, stuff like that. I did, yes. Right, of course. I and and now them. I'm sure. Were you offended that they didn't have a racial diversity of casts? Because Here's the thing in Middle Earth. No, they, they, they exactly. They use different races like orcs, and elves, and dwarves, and wizards, and ants, all hobbits, all kinds of different races of people. And the problem that a lot of these woke SJW motherfuckers try to do is they say, "Well, why aren't there any uh, black elves? Where are the wagons?" And but that's that's not. That has nothing to do with the fantasy story at all. It just yeah, doesn't, I mean, you know. Like it, they're, they're these are not humans that we're talking about. In, in many cases, they're either dwarves or orcs or elves or whatever. You know, like they're not supposed to be humans. And even some of the humans that we do meet, they're fair skinned. But that has nothing really to do with the story. Yeah, and and uh, another thing is that. I personally have no issue um, of what color skin any of these actors have. If if they can do the part well, then good on them. 
However, the moment that they start mm-hmm. highlighting their, their skin color, that's where I say, okay, I don't give a shit. Yes, well, I, I absolutely agree with you in, in that regard. But but here's the thing, too. In the story, Tolkien did describe what the races were supposed to look like. And, you know, in any other franchise, I've been very vocal about this before, how I don't give a flying bonkers about, like, what your skin color is, as long as you're a good actor and you can portray the character well. But when it comes to, like, the context of the story, there are no dark-skinned elves. Like, Mm -hmm. there just aren't. And and, and the fact that they want to inject that and try to change the story to, to make it like that, well, as a Tolkien fan, how are you going to rectify that? How are you going to retcon the fact that there are, you know, uh, like a, a black Galadriel or something? Like, that That just doesn't make sense. Like, Avira, it just doesn't... The best part is, if they do it in such a bad way, they can make it seem really, really racist. No, I know, but but that's the thing. Like, they, they really shouldn't care about race. So they, they should be caring more about the the story and like trying to be true to that telling stories died in 2016 when everything i know yeah i i know man and that that's such a bummer because like like peter jackson's original like trilogy of lord of the rings in my opinion was one of the greatest movies ever created it was a masterpiece it really was and he didn't care about this whole woke politics. It has to be racially diverse or whatever. No, he was true to the story. He, he was true to the content. And uh, I, he did an incredible job. You know, It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, um, I personally, like I said, I, I, know, don't, I know very little about The Lord of the Rings. But given the, when these stories were made at that time, um, being worried about on what color the skin of some of these characters were was was not even thought of nobody cared exactly yeah dude you're damn right but but here's the thing too um as you said during that time when the story was made now let's say if you're talking about something like i don't know mulan it's a bunch of asian characters well i wouldn't want some you know indian or black characters you know portraying you know, Asian samurais or whatever, that that just wouldn't make sense. You know, you have to, like, be historically correct. And when it comes mm-hmm. to Middle-earth, that's a whole fantasy world. And there there are certain races of people that are portrayed in a certain way. So I think race has very little to do with it at all. You know, it should be the best character for the job. But also be respectful of the original content. Because in Middle-earth... I know you said, like, you're not um, super into, like, Middle-earth, like, lore and stuff, but mm-hmm. the, the Haradrim, the, they, they were the servants of Sauron, like, in the south. So they were darker-skinned people. So if they want to do that, and, like, the, the new Netflix series have, like, the, the Haradrim, you know, like, the, the, the people who rode elephants, they might be darker-skinned individuals. But most of the, of the main characters, they are fair-skinned. And I really don't see a problem with that because, like, I really don't care about your skin color at all. <laughs> like, that doesn't really make a difference. But, but, like, when it comes to being faithful to Tolkien lore, 
you, you gotta be faithful to that if you actually want to make something successful. Peter yeah, Jackson's so, Lord of the Rings was definitely successful. See, the so, thing that a lot of people don't realize is that by you know actually doing this sort of thing, you just show where your insecurities lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a look and at so, this behind the scenes photo- photograph. This is something very interesting. Um, I like this, and and here here's what I was saying earlier about the Haradrim. You know, the the Southerners from Far Harad. Uh, these are the darker skinned humans that were more uh, tr- tribalistic, that were more um, aligned to Sauron. So something like this, I can totally see happening in like Far Khand or Rune or Harad or, or one of those regions. This is actually really cool. And it almost looks like on the right, that's a dwarf, maybe. I'm not I sure. I mean, I gotta admire them for the use of props. Yeah, totally. That's incredible. Wings and stuff. Yeah, I love that. So, I mean, that aside, like, the whole the whole create, you know, the creative liberty <laughs> stuff is both, you know, an up and a mm-hmm. curse, you know? Especially when you're trying to remain adaptation. Right. Yeah, of course. Really, this reminds me a lot of what uh, I was used back that they they had to reword stuff in D&D. Dungeons and Dragons because heaven forbid the rules described something accurately. It it was something that, you know, there wasn't like uh, I think it was something. It was something super trivial, and I don't remember what it was exactly. But it was like, oh heaven forbid, we follow the lore of the character that's been the lore since the 1970s and change it because some generation of people, 30 years, 40 years later, doesn't like that wording. Oh wow! Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons I, I, I did I have wish, its own. I, wish I could remember what it was, but it, it, it was like. One of it was one of the one of the bad guys that was in like a pre-made dungeon or something, or it was like uh, one of the races. Because uh, um, in Dungeons and Dragons, I think I don't remember if it's orcs or ogres, but there's no females because that's just that's part of the lore of the species. Cause they're, they're oh, it got worse species. than that. And they're Man, like, oh, got we way can't worse do that. that. But yeah, but it. People don't care about the lore. They care about, you know, oh, look at us. We're racially equal and everything else. It, it, it's screw story and everything else. It, it's then let's make it look good. Let's ponder to the woke crowd. It, it's exactly it's exactly the same way that Star Wars went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good it's point. Um, so when is this supposed to be released? I believe September. Can we just September wait until then to see how badly it bombs? Well, so far, I, here, here's the thing, man. Like, I am a very big fan of Lord of the Rings. You know, I, I read all the books. I watched all the movies many times. Help me and my friends had like Lord of the Rings extended edition, uh, like sleepovers. You know, and I'm very hopeful for this series. The fact that they have like hundred, like tens of millions of dollars in their production, I really hope it goes well. Even if they're casting some elves as different races that they shouldn't be, 
I, I, that's pandering. That's some political nonsense. I'm not really sure what that's all about, but it's. I mean, if they you were able to, say, to tell like, a good story, then I would totally be on board with that. For now, I'm not sure. It looks like the characters. It looks like the the development. The the design looks pretty good. High production. I'm hoping it works out. That that's the big thing is that if they stay true to the story, it's not a exactly. Problem. It's when right. they start injecting stuff and forcing stuff and changing rules and bending this and bending that to ponder to a different crowd than what it's always been about, then I feel that it's probably not going to do very well. And also, I'm um, pandering to a crowd who, statistically speaking, in the entire world is the is like a very small minority. They just seem like they're big because they're extremely vocal. They probably won't mm. even watch your movie, to be honest. Probably. Just they're there to voice their opinion because they want their opinion to be heard. Which they have every right to do, but I also ha I also have every right to not care about their opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I think all we can do is just play the waiting game, see what new <laughs> what's new, what's coming up, because again, like for something this is a very big happen. this is very reputational, you know. Not just for Amazon, but for the whole, you know, set of Lord of the Rings. So, yeah. I just hope that... I I hope that they do Galadriel well. Because she is one of my favorite characters in the entire Legendarium. And Galadriel is a badass elf queen. She really is incredible. Mm -hmm. Man, I hope she does well. I hope whoever plays her... Right. Yeah. So now we take a turn from and things <laughs> from here are gonna go even more downhill as an indictment of the state of the friggin' world. What's next? Apparently, you know, Apple decided that you know men can swap out babies now. What the heck? Oh yes, this is a good one. Check um... the man in person emoji out to Apple iPhone. All right, look, I get it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the actor, he was in a movie. It was 1994. He was a, basically played as a man who gave birth to a child. The movie's called Junior. Yes, I know that movie exists. We don't need to make emojis for it. Yeah, exactly. Men can't get pregnant, though. Why is Apple doing this? But they can is... because you have to you have to be woke enough to believe it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm also of... like, but science though, like men. Yes, okay, so science. Let's say if a guy gets pregnant, what is he gonna like? Blow his load and like have a baby? Is, a baby is that how it is now? <laughs> That's kind of fucked. You know, uh, th th this yeah. might have this might come from the argument that. That all these um uh, um these wackos like to say, well um so, well some men can can get pregnant, and yes no, some, and, but no. but but that is that is a genetic mutation that happens before you are born. It is incredibly rare. Men well, can't aside, get pregnant. The variables aside, um, I think let's focus on what's what really they're trying to do with this is that they oh, yeah. push to include everyone in pregnancy in pregnancy. 
and again, like like friggin' bio- biology aside, here's what the gen you know, the the mental gymnastics of our era says. Emojipedia said that in a blog post, these figures may be used for representation by trans men, non-binary people, or women with short hair. But of course, use of these emojis not women. What? So so women basically, all right, yeah. So basically, confused women who get pregnant and call themselves men because I guess they have penis envy or something. They hate They're men just like... to the point where they want to be men. But at the exactly. same time, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they have, the, as the Greeks would say, penis envy. So these, uh, <laughs> the, they get pregnant. They're like, oh, I identify as a man. But no, nah, bitch, you're a woman. You're getting pregnant. Y'all got a baby. All right. You're a woman. All right. Stop hating yourself. Yeah, use your friggin' God-given pussy for something good. Exactly. Y- yes, exactly. God-given pussy. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. Uh, why is Apple doing this? Like, wh- what are they trying to achieve here? Are they trying to pander to, like, the, the woke lefty mob that just well, thinks Apple, that of course they are. if I identify as a fucking Apache attack helicopter, I can make some fucking... Apache babies, like wh- it's, it's what Apple. is this? It, you it's very your simple. Question. It's Apple. They are always pondering to the woke. It, it's 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 very simple. It's Silicon Valley. I live in Silicon Valley. Sadly, it's just what they do. They they pander to the woke. When I first saw this, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, wait a minute, a pregnant man emoji. Think about how fucking stupid that sounds. A pregnant man emoji. Right? Like, doesn't that sound like some Babylon B shit? Well, right? Like, it fucking honestly, does, doesn't it? Like, that's such a Babylon joke. B, he's been better at predicting the future than news agencies. You know, have, the, so. <laughs> yeah, they really have, though, haven't they? So, exactly. Like, when I saw this, I'm like, come on. This isn't real. Apple's not gonna have a pregnant man, like, that's that's crazy. Why would very, they do that? One important thing: it's Apple. I, 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 and then it happened. I know, dude. Wrong. And and then it fucking happened. And that that's what blew my mind. I'm like, wow. So this was actually not a joke. These people actually think this is a thing. See, Man, this- you know what I'm gonna do from now on? I'm going to use that pregnant man emoji in my comments. Unironically, and I'll see how people respond to it. <laughs> see, this is the thing I like about uh, Apple. You're holding it wrong. Now you're thinking it wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong thing. I, I mean, honestly, I can see bu- like a couple of uh, like your typical bro guys using that after they go to Chipotle or something, being like, man, I ate this so much. That's exactly what the next thing was. They're going to say that this could be depicted as a food baby. <laughs> oh! You know, oh my god. If also, 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 if because we're furries and we like certain, you know, things that you can't explain, a certain subgroup would love to use this emoji a lot because of a certain interest they have with eating. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I I understand where you're coming from, and I don't want to venture down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is that this could also be used by the gay community in the fur. Well, 
you know, gay community in general for um, after having fun. So, what would Wait, this be um, like the, the whole pregnant man are... emoji? Are they going to call no. themselves sponges and like make like an asexual type of creation no, just, or whatever? Um, they got really full after having well intimate time party. No more. Oh God, no! no, no you no, went no. there. Doing the Nazis. Yeah. Do the Nazis German style. Yeah. Was going after. I did it in a subtle way to make sure not to say that word. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I had to though. Like. That's what we're all thinking. Yeah, the, the Germans are in town. Well, I think I think we're on to the next form. <laughs> all I have to say about this thing is that truly, we. <laughs> yeah, there, dude. There you go. Now, here's mm-hmm. the thing, guys. I I, I want to ask you a very serious question. About four years ago, if somebody told you. That there would be a pregnant man emoji. What would you say to that? I would say, "Fuck you, Four get out of my ago? face, yeah, or I'll burn I, you at the stakes." Like it sounds know, like a joke, a right? It doesn't mean. Four years ago, I would have expected that. Okay, what is a joke? Place. It doesn't mean it says like 1970, <laughs> 1972. In fifty years' time, we would have you know space travel. We'd be living on the moon, and in twenty twenty two, we get this. Yeah, right, yeah, we get this shit. Like, the dude. Expectations were too high. Uh huh. A pregnant man emoji. This is like an official thing that millions of people, probably billions of people across the entire world, are seeing now. How in the fuck does that make sense? And I also, on top of that, it doesn't. Um, d- d- does Apple think that 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 the majority of the population even cares about this at all? Because well, they're they don't. probably going to make fun of the emoji. I don't know what the hell they're, to- they're thinking. One of the concerns I have with this emoji is it being used to target religious groups. Okay. Uh, about that? As a form of harassment. Hmm. How so? Well, how do you think a Muslim community is going to feel if all their uh, if they've got a billboard up at a business or well, something? mosque and is, people just is, start is, spamming um, pregnant man emojis onto it. Well, Islamic communities, especially in Iran, have not been very accommodating towards LGBT. In fact, they, if you're homosexual, it's illegal in about I mean, 11 so, nations right now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In America the, and the, in the, Australia. Do you understand that those, you know, you know, Hindu, Buddhist, Islamic communities, they're more... It's not that they're intolerant. It's more that they're it's that they're really, really, really conservative. No, it, they just want to kill us. That's pretty much it. Well, that too, but that's not all of them. The point. Eleven of them. But at the and, end of the day, uh, it's just, it's I, just I, I highly doubt that, like, I, nations like Iran would want to have this type of emoji if in any, their, be, their thing. Iran would be laughing at the friggin' United States for coming up. Yeah, you're right. They would... They're pro- they it, probably it's a laughing right stuff. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, really? A pregnant man? Like, they're definitely laughing at how woke and stupid people have gotten in this culture. <laughs> totally. Yep, so while, while countries like Russia and China are taking over... um. Um, other countries, America is making pregnant man emojis. 
Yeah. Gotta have yep. priorities. Because <laughs> yeah, our priorities are <laughs> jacked up, to say the least. That's so messed up, and you're... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's true, man. All right. So, now, we're going to go through another... Open up another new rabbit hole. But we're going to ask you a question first. If you had a, if you had stolen $80,000 and ran away with it, what would you do with it? Um, adopt one of the horses at, at the horse ranch I met because... Uh, that that horse and I have become very close, and her legal owner doesn't give two shits about her. Hmm. I would find a one of those hidden Australian towns and try to live there for the rest of my natural life off that money. Werewolf? I would invest and pay off my debts and probably buy some stuff because I'm taking a new journey in life. So, you know. Money, so, money would be nice, but eight, say, I mean, eighty grand could get me a lot. Yeah, a vintage Kenwood stereo, deal, right? Yeah, if you stole eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd I'd go and hide. Yeah, you know, you'd hide your money in an offshore bank account or in cryptocurrencies or you know, or tangible <laughs> assets. Well, I and wouldn't go the old steal that from people that ground. I know. That's for sure. Heaven, heaven forbid you'd steal that from you know a group, your like most closely associated group or anything. Oh well, yeah. who's done that recently? Right, that and would be Denver. Not, not not just once. Not not just hmm. once. Yeah, there we go. So check yeah, out well, Denver, guys. This is pretty is scary. The, is the you know the head owners of Denver, Corey Vance's Corey Wood, aka Treble Van Doren. Has been, you know, has gone into a court case where he has a tax warrant. First, you know, forty-seven one hundred ninety-nine dollars mm. of tax, twenty-two thousand on interest, and a penalty of seventeen thousand. Which, if you do the math, would make make him amount, you know, to owing eighty-six thousand dollars in tax, eighty-six thousand six hundred fifty-six five hundred fifty-six dollars and eighty-five cents. Right, so at the end of the day, uh, for those of you who are listening, th- this is basically a con staff who are stealing money from people, using it for their own personal benefits, and nobody gets a refund, or at least they're trying not to. Look, I'm and th- sure. there's, there's a legal case in regards to this. I'm yeah, really surprised by this from... at all, though. I mean, uh, we should be, because... No, we we really should be because you know people who who run conventions they should be more responsible with how they handle finances, and how they interact with their constituents. But it's unfortunately, this is not the only problem I have with you know going going about that is the fact that you people went full in on five conventions that are run essentially yeah. by the same per- person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Already proven, well, not proven guilty because it was seldom out of court, therefore there's no public record of it, about embezzling money. So, yeah. This was based on trust, yeah. No, no, like, it it, it was based on trust, and here's the thing. um, I probably, if I didn't know about this before, like, hearing about it, yeah, I I probably would have donated to them too, and I would have loved to go to this convention, I, I did go to Denver uh, last summer with 
you know, Fox I mean, and the rest of the Raiders. But yeah, the thing is, like, I, I didn't realize that this person was actually embezzling money in the way that this happened. Like, this is actually kind of fucking crazy. Well, when yeah, you look at the well, $75,000 expenditure, like, how in the fuck did that even happen? All right. Let me and, oh, even, even better, even better. The, they, they got rid of all their staff who they also scammed yeah. over. Yeah. Like, I just heard, you know, they... This, all of the staff involved were dismissed, but I would not. Yep, to, they were all dismissed, fired to the di- to the dipshit and what he does. Yep, hold. Check this out. Convention chair. This is insane, guys. Can you even? This is that? what Denver staff is all about. Yeah, I can't read that because I'm just using my phone right now. Can you see this? You watch, Jolt, can you open that picture so we can see it better? Hmm? Um, Frug, hang on, hang on, hang on. Should just be able to click on it. Yeah, I did. I do. It's just not showing up, is it? No, it's not enlarging it for whatever reason. Okay, no. But, but no. what we basically have is a you know, is a fat ass who's drinking. He's drinking mm-hmm. on the front, you know, on the porch of his house. Low class whiskey. Yep. Yeah, bottom shelf shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also stole tens of thousands of dollars, though. And this like, is what a person the fuck? who spent... For a second, here's the thing that uh, that no one seems to understand. It's the fact that this is the second time he's embezzled money. And gotten caught. Yeah. And, you know, and this is a person who spent six years doing a master's in business management, and this is what he gets out of his studies. Well, that's probably how he was Learned able to know how to scam people, right? Pursuit maker, wait, and then he wait, wait, hang on. a convention. Hang on, if he's done this before, how was he able to get the same exact job um, in the no, future? No. He, he embezzled oh. 40k from a fursuit maker. Yep. Oh. That case okay. was settled out of court. So we don't we have no public record of what the actual verdict was because they dropped all the charges after it was settled out of court. Yeah, but a lot of us know about that whole situation, how that happened. Well, that was but 40, a little no, while no. later... Yeah, that was forty sudden, Poof! Hey, there's five conventions that are all for-profit conventions. They're not non-profits. They're all for-profit. Look, I have no problem with a convention being for-profit. In fact, I I think that most cons really should be for-profit. That that's my own thing. The fact that the whole for-profit thing that he took that money personally, I have a problem with that. That he didn't give it back to the community. No, when I think of a for-profit convention, I think we should gain money and then redistribute it to our own members. You know, stuff like that. You know, make the mm-hmm. fandom better. It shouldn't be in the pockets of the dudes who run it. I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah, of course, because they took time and effort. I get that. But now, nah, like, if you have a crap ton of funds left over, yeah, absolutely. Help and he, the furry fandom. That's what you gotta fucking do. Like easy. He what what they were trying to do was to try and you know centralize you know the convention scene into one umbrella, and base you know. Well, that's yeah, what they did. There was Denver, and there was you know, a Quadfer. He then like trying to get umbrella. like seven cons under his umbrella. You know, and after that, after desert, that happened, Quadifer, he expanded into more cons. It was like mm-hmm. literally 2018. It was two cons, and then it was 2019 yeah. was. Four cons, and then it, they they expand, they doubled and expanded. They used all that money 
to go into all these other cons so they could get even more money. But then, well, the cons became a con. The conventions became a con to, to loop back into him making more money. Ooh, someone's dialing their phone. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm using my flip phone. Whenever I, I text it, it, it makes a beep. Can you disable so that feature? I remember. Probably not. Beep, you know, there's... I would have thought you were trying to have like an old-fashioned phone. But... <laughs> See, this is the thing I like, I really enjoy, where the guy running Denver had the opportunity mm-hmm. to try to stretch things out, but instead he's just been incredibly greedy. Yeah, yeah, he really had. You know, I but mean, I mean, I mean dude, a seventy-five thousand dollar expenditure, though. Like, what? What in the fuck are you spending that money on? Like, really? Are you buying a new fucking Ferrari? Like, what in the crap is happening here? I could Maybe he bought the Titanic. Where did that money go? I could understand if he was paying himself two to three times the normal wage that he would be, he should be receiving for doing all the work. But this literally just shows money grab. Yeah, totally. Totally it, it, it does. This this screams, you know, like smash and grab because there's lots of theories floating around about what's going to happen and all sorts of other stuff because the article that came out that's like, oh, everything's fine was literally like panic, throw something together, throw it out, and throw it out so no one sees oh, anything. And get this. Now, people are now also saying in the convention scene... You know, that the, the organizers called you Vance. Yeah, called you Vance, yeah. Now, please, like, they're trying to, you know, launder money from the dealers. Basically, run the con and use it as a money laundering scheme to get, you know, so that the, like I said, you know, this is why we were asking, you know, what would you do if you stole 80 grand? Right. And, and as far as I know from Corgi dealers, are they trying to refund people that have tried to pay for them or like donated or whatever? I thought there was something about this where they're trying to like refund them, right? Well, they they can't like uh, trouble or whoever's left on his staff. I yeah. don't even know who's actually still left. Is like, if you guys really feel the need, you can get a refund by messaging basically that's a, me. Yeah. At this website, and it's like... That, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, you can get, like, a refund if, if you did donate to that and, and you felt uh, some type of way about quirky uh, or, dealers. Yeah, or use a chargeback. But now, the thing is, like, the con owner is planning to steal money from the Eventbrite sales far from bankruptcy and bail. Wow. Wow. Uh, it says, I'm incredibly sorry. I really wish... I wasn't pressured to send out the Denver acceptance early. I had no idea it, w- it would be to make money for personal issues. Again, I'm so sorry. Do not send any money to this convention. Okay. Yeah, I see that. And that is one of the main issues that that, that was being discussed before. That they had no issue about sending money. I don't know about that. It's complicated. But I mean, I think this is to be honest here. Indi- I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. To be honest here, I'm not surprised that um that, that all this went down because it's just. I mean, if anyone has even 
on the slightest understanding of the most basic human nature is that mm-hmm. some some people who are in in these positions of power will will at some point abuse it in some form i i totally get that man and i agree as well i i didn't think that was going to happen either especially like with denver how one of the biggest cons out there but the fact that it, that, that this actually fucking happened you're I mean, talking like a top ten con, like out of the game. Yeah, exactly. Top 10 con, which was yeah, like shady. like this is one of the top. That, exactly. That was shady when Denver just was like, "Oh, RMFC's canceled." Hey, here's our con. That was like, hmm. yep. So, in 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 that perspective, they totally just stepped in when RMFC was no longer a thing, and then and then they tried to do it too. But the same kind of corruption happened. I mean, what the fuck? I really hope that everybody got refunded from making these silly investments. It's unfortunate, yeah, but... Who, who wanted uh, it, at least, because there's still quite a few people who are all for it, but it's like... Yeah, hey, yeah, I know. Eh. But it's but it's not going to happen, though. Like, that's the thing. And if but, you if you invested, like, a couple of hundred dollars, you know... Well, I mean, yeah, like Denver tables, I think for the dealers then were like three hundred fifty bucks easy. Oh yeah, yeah, to- absolutely. Yeah, they totally fucking were. I think at the end of the day, this basically is an indictment of regarding the state, you know, the overall health of the convention scene. Yeah, and, you know, and the friggin' leaders, you know, and what you know, what have you? Like, I think it's it's also something that. This is going to be something that people are going to be like, where's my money really going kind of thing? Because when you, when you start hearing numbers when they, at like convention mm-hmm. closing and stuff, people are going to start at doing math and start thinking about this like, where'd my money really go? Yeah. They're going to start looking into stuff and they're going to see perhaps this convention that they've been attending for five, six years is actually really corrupt. Dude, I know. Like that's exactly how it is. Profit, they could be extremely wasteful with that money. Right, and and see, that's why I'm an advocate for for profit cons. I really am, because like at least in that in that regard, you know where your money's going. Like you know exactly who gets it and stuff. Like that's all public information, or at least it should be. Well, but yeah, this I, nonprofit I stuff. Oh, I'm gonna donate it to a charity, but maybe they'll take off like 15% for themselves. You know, it's a little bit more shady when it comes to nonprofit shit. It might be a more generous uh, gesture, but at the end of the day, you really don't know where your money's going, right? Which is unfortunate. It is. Yeah, it really is. All right. So, just a couple more minutes. We've, I think we've got enough to cover one last little segment, and this is why right. you know our community has just <clears throat> in the state of era. So, to give you a bit of context <clears throat> before before our community has stepped in. Just to give you a bit of context. This happened a week ago. Right, uh, a, a library, a mayor in Mississippi, Mississippi has um we've has withheld funds from a public library, $110,000 of it, because simply on the basis of his personal religious beliefs. You know, all well and good. And then, you know, and he would only with, release that money if all the 
all this questionable books, all this LGBT book material was basically cleansed from the library. Right. right on the basis of his personal beliefs. So, so this mayor basically, um, he, his whole Jane statement McKay. was he wanted to be against any kind of homosexual material. So it's uh, Ridgeland Mayor Gene McGee yeah. uh, is withholding one hundred and ten thousand dollars of funding from the Madison County Library System, allegedly on the basis of his personal religious beliefs. Yeah, uh, with and. So with, this, with library officials saying that he, he demanded the system initiate a purge of LGBT books uh, before his office released. So where, where things do get a bit more complicated is that the you know is that it's a public library. They're there to you know yeah. to serve the entire community, and the library said you know our collection reflects the diversity of our community, and so that's why they had they kept the books around. And basically, like when it really comes to it, though, it's your library. You know, you put what you put the books you want to put in. But you know, right, right. But he he is the mayor of the town, so I don't know what kind, of, what type of authority he has. But he also didn't want the LGBT uh, queer books or whatever. I, I, I'm not a fan of censorship or book burning at all. Agree, but yeah, like, like seriously, man, like that's not cool. I think any kind of information should be publicly available to everybody. If you don't agree with it, if it's offensive, or if it's controversial, or even if it just has some basic facts about nature or whatever, I, I think that information really should be public for everybody to be able to consume and, and learn about. No, also, like, um, if if this person is is in a is in a um a position of of a of a um of government, Sorry. shouldn't he uphold like um unconstitutional values like freedom of speech, freedom of uh, stuff like that? I think so. Yeah, and, and and this is where I kind of have a little bit of a like discrepancy because he's a Republican, and he doesn't want to have this type of material, you know, being spread around. But, you know, political party, regardless, information is information. You know, political party really doesn't have anything to do with that. And if, if some author wants to talk about how great it is to be gay or whatever, or if some furry wants to, you know, publish a book, sure, go for it. Or even if a, or or even if like a like a like a KKK member wants to wants to make a TV series, let them. Sure, sure, absolutely. You yeah, don't have, you I, don't I, have I to support, support that it. as well. Just let them. No, no, no. Well, I I support the freedom to do that. But like I said, mm -hmm. First Amendment. That's what we have. That that's one of our great freedoms here in America. And if some KKK person wants to, I don't know, like write a book or whatever. Sure, go for it. You do you. And then the free market will decide if it's good or not, you know, depending mm -hmm. on how many people actually buy it. I'm right. not going to buy it. Is, Maybe this not. Free but, market you know. issue. Guys, this isn't a free right. market issue. Right. No, 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 no. It's not. It's this is not a free market issue. Right. <laughs> this is about some governor trying to, or some mayor trying to censor books. And furries are actually taking a step up because yeah. it's the whole anti LGBT thing. 
And so My... that's when things get complicated. Go ahead. Because here's here's the problem that I have specifically with this article. I, and mm -hmm. I, I fully agree with Avira on this. It's uh, My issue is specifically with the article. Because I think that you should be completely free to get whatever you want from the library. You want to get Mein Kampf from the frickin' library? Go ahead. I don't, I don't care. You want to get the Communist Manifesto? I don't care. Yeah. But you should have every source of information possible that, you know, not every library is going to cover two city blocks. So I feel that if you're going to have certain books, you need to have other certain books that kind of, you know, balance it out. That's right. weight, weight right. and balance. Exactly, yeah. So right. I don't agree with him withholding the funding because he doesn't like these books. But uh, keep, my yeah, issue when I read through this article was that they also were talked about uh, the... Uh, what was it? Let's go through this one bit by bit. And so, when the furries yeah. came in, what actually happened, you know, and then one furry comes in, goes in there and says, you know, oh, this is a serious, serious matter. Oh, and get this, though. And in the case of, before I do that, though, ask a question, who would win? A bunch of, you know, a bunch of internet furries throwing that money or, you know, or the mayor. I think the furries would win. Just because they have that expendable income that they're willing to right. donate to good and because they, they're, they they're and because they're backing on the whole SJW type of narrative that oh well right. this is what we should be and this person trying to censor stuff especially when it comes to LGBT you know they're more of like a protected class at this point yeah but yeah, because I a, personally you know, have no issue with that at all. You know, like hell. I mean, uh, you know, uh, promote your books. It's, exactly. It, 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 it's it's okay to be upset by this, but to treat it like it's some like like it's a like it's a um like a national or international catastrophe is a bit of a stretch. No, yeah, yeah you're right. It is, and and I'm upset by the fact that censorship in regards to books is even happening right now in the mm -hmm. 21st century. Yeah. Y'all remember way back in fucking 1937. When when they were burning books, like the fucking Nazis did that. I'm not about destroying information. Hell, I I could, you know, I would like to buy the Communist Manifesto and Mein Kampf at the same time, and also Catcher in the Rye or like Harry Potter, you know, whatever the books I want to read. Mocking, can like, kill a mockingbird. I, yeah, anything really. Like I I really think that, you know, freedom of expression. It should be universal, you know. It shouldn't have anything to do with politics or like burning books or or banning certain information from libraries. That is really sick mm -hmm. to me. Even though he's a Republican, and I happen to personally be like on the right side or whatever, I don't agree with that. I think censorship okay, so is really bad. For me, I believe this politician picked the wrong battle. You're right. Well, I agree. Probably, yeah. Should not be there. What he should have done was instead get a list of all the books, identify the ones that are adult orientated, so basically just sex or pornography, or the pedophilia books, because there are a number of LGBTQ plus and woke books that are in fact pedophilia. True. And True. States, he will not release the funding until the books that promote material that's unacceptable 
by what you consider normal standards to be removed from the library. Instead of saying plus, but list, this book is basically uh, like a 60-year-old man and a 14-year-old girl having sex. This book is inappropriate. Uh, This book is basically about uh, like the Kama Sutra, except for modern day, probably not acceptable in a library like this. In that case, Noble, I would absolutely agree with you. Like, it should be like the restricted section of like Hogwarts, where mm-hmm. there's like the the, the, the the dark information or, um, you know, certain books that have those type of stories, you know, relegated to like a the, um, different uh, part. Consider it yeah. um, the deep web of the other library. Yeah, kind of like the deep web, you, yeah. 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 The place behind lock and key. Yeah, exactly. Or, you, or even like, or God forbid, you have like a, a pro Trump book, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a, like, you need a security clearance to be able to get your hands on a copy of it. Yeah, like that shouldn't be banned. You know, people have their own opinions, and I think that should be respected. It really should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't care who you voted for. I really fucking don't. But like, if if you are an author and you have your own opinions, all right, cool. I, like you shouldn't well, be don't jam banned. Down other people's throats. That's my is my no. biggest thing. Unless that's what no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. N- not jam it down people's throats, but but be able to have a platform to express your opinions in the way that you want to. No, hey, this is what I think, and I hope that I can you know get other people to look into a different perspective. I think that's very respectable. It's also just um, yeah, uh, um, banning um, books is basic not human okay. decency too. Exactly, yeah, dude. Uh, banning books is not okay in my opinion. It's it's really not. I don't care what the fuck your your politics or ideology is. Hell, I could read anything, and I'm not gonna get offended or try to ban it because it, you know, whatever. I'm not like about Dr. that. Suits. The exactly, thing, uh, Doc, I, right, I, dude. Exactly, they tried to do that to Doctor Seuss. They tried to ban his books because all of these stupid political nonsense. But he's a classical children's author. Yeah, he did have some of his crazy opinions, which I'm sure we all know about. But uh, so that was just the way people um, um thought back then. There's exactly. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's very important that people nowadays are able to read about that and learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of okay. get an understanding of it. Noble, were you about to say something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in order to understand the other side, to understand why they are basically as they are, you need to read, you need to see their point of view. And while yeah. sometimes it may be incredibly sickening and cause you mental distress... Unless you understand how, then you have no clue. It's one thing to turn around and say, that person shoplifting, that person shoplifting, that person shoplifting. When they went to a register at the other end of the store, bought the item, and they're walking to the other exit. Mm-hmm. You can't That's an example, yeah. That that person's a shoplifter if they've already paid for it elsewhere out of sight. I mean, you might not be able to see the receipt, 
They might not have accepted a receipt and just decided to walk out without the receipt. You don't know. So to make the assumption that someone's stealing when they're possibly not, I mean, they could have even brought the item in. But when you decide that instead of asking or notifying someone in the store, you're going to turn around, pounce them to the ground, start beating the living shit out of them until they're unconscious and possibly dead. Just because oh, you're a bad person. Well, I don't know about that. Well, Thankfully, I've never, never had to do such a thing. Yeah. But again, ultimately, at the end of the day, like there are things you don't like and you know, like you're not gonna satisfy everyone. We get that. It's just, you know, access to information should really not be restricted. Even if it's, you know, bunch of lies, whatever, or it's just like a bunch of baloney. Yeah. yeah. I don't like and, and, and fascinating thing. The fact that they're censoring books is very Nazi esque. It's so funny how how they call like the furry raiders Nazis, even though we're right. totally in support of free speech, and the, the fact that here's... they want to, okay. to ban these books, like really? That's that aside. You know, it's a it's a you know, it's a guy. It's a really conservative guy. You know, and look, the, my only thing is, you know, is that the slippery slope. Is that I'm only banking on that. You know, he's using the slippery slope to try. You know. And he's done this on the complaints received by his local community, you know, yeah. to, to get rid of those, you know, LGBT books. And I get that. And I get that, you know. And the slippery slope is pretty much, if if anything is to go by, a, you know, a cautionary tale that's, you know, for people like these, you know, these LGBT pushers. So, right. it's, a, it's a very, you know, this is, it's a very complicated issue. And, I, you know, again, if there was a solution that's so simple to implement, you know, by all means. But when you when you try to balance it with, like, you know, access to information, censorship and all that, yeah, can of worms. Also, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, totally. I don't necessarily say that this is a 100% true-to-tune uh, article here, because it's from Vice. So, I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and remember, I, and, and I was about to say, because it's Vice, you know, Blah blah blah. Furries have they always say furry. They they're taking the side of the furries, who say they have little patience for discrimination. And I just basically rolled my eyes at that. Like, Bitch, please. Furries are probably the most discriminatory towards each other than any other group yeah, of people on the face exactly, of the planet. You know. I know because uh, um, God forbids uh, someone like me, a a, a former um, far leftist liberal, start. I'm, I'm, I'm voting um, red. An orange man to the White House. No, that. Well, unfortunately, yeah, politics have infected the furry fandom for a while. But here at the Raiders, we don't give a flying fuck about that. I mean, not at all. Do we discuss politics? Yes. No. We try no. not to discuss politics. No, exactly. We don't. But, we don't care about that. Hell, is, as long as you're a furry, you want to express yourself, that's a beautiful thing. The Hell yeah. The politicalism is that we have no, you know, we don't throw our weight behind political candidates or parties. Or, and have yeah, no, no way. Affiliation. That's it. The, the thing also is important is that don't, 
don't go out to cause trouble. Don't uh, uh, don't try to blow up um, social taboos. It's it doesn't end well. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It really doesn't. And Cetacean, it's incredible that you're you're here right now. You know, just just being able to talk to us, and I'm. It's just really cool, man. It's, it's, I mean, you're, you're like a legit centrist. Like, that's freaking awesome. Well, I'm a, um, th- th- this is basically what why I like when it, when it comes to, um, uh, um, like, a uh, um, um, the economy, I tend to lean more like a, um, center left, something like that. And, uh, um, mm-hmm. on most social issues, I do lean, um, for further towards the right, but not super far right, but not, not not entirely i'm um, a uh, um, center so i am but um but overall i am quite a uh, um, libertarian hey that's all right yeah yeah the the furry raiders don't really care about labels like politically speaking like we're just legit fucking furries bro mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really how it is so there we go look at that yeah. it's been quite quite a stretch of time but we got it we got what we needed to get done and that's the wrap for the Sweet. week in the past all so, right what do you guys think? Let's, who'd like to close up and make a little statement about this week's things and what we've discovered? Uh, Be- Beowulf? Uh, my biggest thing is, you know, sometimes lightning does strike twice. It just happens to be in a specific spot around sometimes a specific person hmm. or a specific group of people. All right. Noble. I need bleach. I need bleach for my eyes and ears. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of time. Well. Should, we, should, we, should we get a truck to deliver it to your house, like a lifetime supply of it? Possibly. I mean, but... some brain bleach would be pretty nice just to forget specific acts, specific things. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. And what Here's about my you? closing statement. Oh, yeah. If the San Jose Sharks do not beat the Edmonton Oilers, um, uh, their next um, the game coming up. This is hockey, by the way. Then I will be absolutely pissed. I will take one of my shoes. I'll I'll cook it on the grill and then I will eat it. Oh, well, okay. And Avira. <laughs> well, I I hope everyone enjoyed this show tonight. I totally did. We had some crazy stories. Oh my bonkers, guys. That was cool. Oh my bonkers. uh, Oh my bonkers indeed, right? So uh, what I will say is um, after this show, I hope you guys check out uh, Wreck-It Raccoon. He's doing a a live stream now. I know I'm like plugging his stream or whatever. But um, he's doing that now. Live uh, furry hotline. It's going to be pretty cool. But guys... I, I hope that you really loved our show as much as we loved making it. And um, I hope to see you next week. Yeah. Hell yeah. I hope to be back again. Yeah. And it seems like everybody seems to be getting onto the streaming work. It's not just our guys, but also... Yeah, uh, right on. Bug, you know, Sharks made her own show called the Coyote, you know, the Coyote Rambles. Oh, she's incredible. Check that out, too. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to mention yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Like we really, you know, our guys are basically getting on the airwaves. Oh, she's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. And again, as we always say, thank you for tuning in. And as always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, 
BitChute and for more platforms further down the line. This is us signing out for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Marshmallows Oop. for everybody! Bork, bork, bye bye